Welcome to the People of Pathology podcast. I'm Dennis Strank. On this podcast, I speak with the people doing interesting things in pathology, laboratory medicine, and forensic medicine. My guest today is Dr. Dana Rosano. Today on the show, Dr. Rosano will tell us how she traveled to Uganda as part of a global health pathology elective that she created. She'll tell us how she later traveled to Ethiopia as part of the ASCP Global Health Trainee Fellowship. And she'll also tell us about the Global Health Opportunities for Pathologists website. Okay, now here's Dr. Dana Rosano. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Definitely. I'm excited to talk to you. All right. So currently you are, you actually are, you're just finishing up your pathology residency. Is that correct? That's right. I only have a couple of weeks left to go. I'll be heading to uh, Yale next for cytopathology. And then I'm off to Stanford after that for GI. Okay. Okay. So let's uh, let's kind of go backwards from there for, for a second and talk about how you got interested in pathology to begin with. Oh, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a love at first sight type of um, idea because I got into medicine with the goal of going and working in global health to begin with. Okay. And naively, I thought that must be you have to be a trauma surgeon or something. I didn't really want to be a trauma surgeon, but I thought, okay, well, if that's what it takes, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, fortunately, um, I did my research into what is needed in, in, to work in global health through the field of medicine. And um, it coincided with my surgery rotation where they asked me to bring a tumor down to the pathology lab in uh, my third year of medical school. And I met the pathologist and we did the frozen and it was like, like love birds were circling her head. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) it really was, I just was like in awe. I realized suddenly, you know, what pathology was and the, you know, the allure of the lab. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was like a moment, um, a really beautiful moment. And then, you know, when I considered it and did the research and realized, wait a minute, pathology is the perfect field to go into if you want to work in global health, because it's the foundation of medicine. Right, right. I've heard other people say that as well. You've written about this too. You went into residency looking for a program that would allow you to explore global health. Is that right? Yeah, that is. Um, you know, global health and medicine, they're fast friends. And you walk into any internal medicine or family medicine program, and they're going to tell you about their global health elective. Um, but not so with pathology, uh, which really confused me. I thought, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. We're, we're the ones that are really, really needed. So, yeah, I, I went on 18 interviews, actually. Uh, I was doing the couples match, so we, we went on a lot. And just nobody seemed to be interested or had any idea what I was talking about, except for uh, my my current program, Dr. Um, Islam. He was excited about the idea. He said, yeah, let's let's do it. And he was serious. And he 
he um, allowed me and worked with me to build um, the Global Health Elective. Okay. And you, and you built the Global Health Elective on your own. Uh, can you yeah. kind of go through how you, how you accomplished that and sort of what was, what was the goal? Yeah, sure. So um, the reason I did it, quite simply, was actually there's no global health elective offered at um, my hospital at all for any specialty, oddly. Um, hmm. And so that needed to be accomplished um, in order to, you know, put the paperwork in and just kind of get that going. Right. Um, and then I, you know, I wanted to fulfill that same elective. Um, so it was just kind of a necessary step to, you know, adding that to my training. And I actually detail the steps of doing that, which is not actually that complicated, um, on my uh, Global Health wiki page. Mm -hmm. uh, so if anybody's interested in learning how to do that for their own program, um, I put all of the steps there to help others build their own. Yeah, and I'll definitely link to that in the show notes for sure. That'd be great. As part of this elective, you traveled to Uganda in 2017 yeah. for, for a month-long mm -hmm. elective. Uh, was that your choosing to go to Uganda, or how did that happen? Yeah, um, so one of the tricky parts, um, and which is actually another reason I... Uh, worked with Jared Gardner to create that web page. Mm -hmm. One of the tricky parts was finding pathologists that weren't already working in global health. You know, I just had finished my first year by the time I traveled. So, you know, I, of course, I don't have any skill to contribute. I'm not going to be doling out any diagnostics at this point. You know, the point of my trip was to learn. And mm -hmm. um, so basically, in order to find that opportunity, I started as soon as I started residency. It took me about a, a close to a year to really get that together. I emailed everyone and anyone look, you know, working in global health, uh, pathology related or not. And then finally, I had contacted actually Dr. Rosemary Tamboray about a volunteer opportunity, and I said, "Hey." By the way, if you know anyone working in global health, can you contact them or can I get in contact with them? So she did. She she knew of a pathologist that had trained um, over there at MGH, um, Dr. Omo Asakbani, and she was volunteering for a year in Uganda. Okay. And so I said, oh, would you be willing to, you know, be my you know, pathologist that I shadow, and she she very graciously agreed. Uh, and so that's, uh, you know, just just persistence and reaching out to as many people as possible. I I was able to find that opportunity. Okay, and your your program was on board with you traveling there and and all of that. Oh yeah, very supportive. Yeah, so it ended up being an away elective essentially through MGH, because MGH has a, a formal partnership with the university system in Embarara, Embarara University of Science and Technology. Okay. Um, and so through that partnership, I kind of was like a third wheel, <laughs> hmm. and I got to roll along with them for a little bit. 
So had you been uh, out of the, have you traveled out of the country at that time? Or was this your, your first time out of, out of the States? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've traveled quite a bit. I've um, been fortunate to, my husband and I, we really love to travel. Um, and we've been, I think around 15 countries or so together. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I had done um, a volunteering Actually, my first time leaving the country was in college, and I had uh, went on a volunteer trip to El Salvador to work in a clinic there. Okay. Um, and that was really uh, one of the formative experiences for me uh, to realize that I definitely want to work in global health, uh, that there's a huge need um, for medical expertise uh, in low-resource settings. Mm-hmm. Really shaped you know, how and where and why I wanted to do what I'm doing. I, I kind of want to dig into the Uganda trip a little bit. So you obviously yeah. flew there. You, you flew into into a, the city, right? Yeah. Yeah. I flew into the major airport there. Okay. And then um, Embraer is about a five-hour drive from there. All right. Um, yeah. So then, you know, got over there finally. Um, I spent the month only in that city in Barara. It's a lovely little uh, city, or I wouldn't call it a city, probably <laughs> a little bit smaller okay. than that. It's a little bit remote um, as far as you know development, but it was a wonderful experience. You know, not only because of the Ugandan people are just amazing, mm-hmm. um, but the what I learned there. And how it shaped where I would go with my career after that um, was very valuable to me. I can understand that. Uh, what was your right. sort of day-to-day uh, routine? Like, what what kind of things did you do there? Sure, yeah. So, um, Omo, uh, we called her Dr. Omo. Dr. Omo was actually the only pathologist uh, working there at the time. They rotate through many volunteer pathologists. Um, they don't have um, a lot of resources. Uh, so actually, Dr. Drusilla Roberts, uh, main contributor to that lab, and I know you, you you just recently interviewed her. Yeah, she was great to talk um, to. Yeah, yeah, I have actually interviewed her also oh, no for kidding. my... Um, Global, yeah, global health laboratory series. Okay. Um, so it's it's a small world pathology, you know. Right. Uh, anyhow, so I had the pleasure of um, shadowing Dr. Omo on a daily basis, and uh, she was um, mentoring three residents, the only three residents there at the time. Uh, she's a cytopathologist and, uh, we often did an FNA clinic, you know, they're processing tissues about once on uh, a week. And so, you know, a little bit of grossing, um, a lot of FNA procedures. Okay. And then, um, Dr. Omo had brought in, uh, a limited panel of manual immunohistochemistry stains. So she and I did a little bit of that together, but, um, you know, just mostly looking at cases uh, and doing the F&As. Um, was there anything that you uh, 
Right. Anything you learned or experienced while you were in Uganda that you didn't expect? Something that surprised you, maybe? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was it was almost everything. Um, oh, okay. Because, you know, it's going to be a low-resource setting. But as a trainee, you know, what's been difficult to wrap my mind around, especially at that point after finishing first year, was, you know, what stains to order? What Which of the hundreds and hundreds of stains that I can choose from, which should I order? Then which molecular test can I order after that? You know, flow cytometry, this and that, and what resources to use, right? Uh-huh. And so I get there, and it's just the slide. And it's not any, uh, you know, excellent, uh, excellent written patient history or access to imaging or basically anything. It's just the slide, you know. And so your whole approach to diagnostics at that point is so different, you know, than I was used to for the past year. And so um, that kind of caught me off guard. And it really made me uh, appreciate, you know, our access to the diagnostic capacity that we enjoy here. You know, you shouldn't be surprised by it, but then when you really experience it and you really understand, you know, oh my gosh, and then you realize that there's so few pathologists to do this job in the entire country and they're severely lacking. And so they often, you know, aren't getting the diagnostics at all, even the basic diagnostic services. It's just shocking when you're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, definitely a different perspective. What about the rest of the lab? Were they adequately staffed or was it the same kind of thing? Yeah. In, in general, I think that, um, you know, and there's really good statistics about this too. Um, mm-hmm. In general, the laboratory personnel are just lacking in uh, low resource settings. Um, actually, there's a, there's a really wonderfully written series of articles um, in The Lancet from 2018 that's titled um, Pathology in Low and Middle Income Countries, led by Kenneth Fleming. And um, one of the authors writes that in order to train enough pathologists in sub-Saharan Africa um, to match the ratio of pathologists to population that we have in the U.S. or somewhere like UK, it would take around 400 years to compensate. And that's just pathologists. Yeah. So if you consider all of the other laboratory staff that's needed, you know, you're, you're just talking about an enormous, enormous deficit. Right. That, that certainly explains your, your interest in global health. Yeah. <laughs> There's a need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sure. Okay. And then you traveled back to Africa um, in uh, the following year, in, in 2018, to Ethiopia this time. And that was part of the mm-hmm. ASCP Global Health Trainee Fellowship. Uh, can you tell yeah. me, what, what, so what's the Global Health Fellowship? What, what is that about? Yeah. So um, as you probably know, 
ACP is just an amazing leader in global health and global yep. pathology. What they're doing is, it's just mind-blowing. They're partnering with countries all over the world um, to improve laboratory services. Um, and they created this uh, Global Health Training Fellowship in that year. So I, I was actually part of the inaugural group. Um, oh, okay. to, to yeah, to go um, and in, take part in the fellowship. And I think it was six of us um, in total. But we all we received the, um, the acceptance in the award um, into the fellowship, but we all traveled to different places at different times. Okay. So, you know, I went to um, Ethiopia, their uh, partner site there alone. And actually, for that one, my husband joined me because he's the internal medicine physician. Um, but oh, all right. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they they offer this wonderful opportunity for trainees, whether you're in residency or fellowship, to um, take part in their mission at partner sites around the world. And it's so valuable. It's it's a great way to kind of shadow the organization and shadow the people like Dan Milner and Blair Holiday uh, that are working actively to, you know, basically improve capacity and improve quality in all of these different sites. So I'm curious, how was this, the trip to Ethiopia, how was it different uh, from being in Uganda as far as the, the things you had to do did you have more advanced tasks or it was a kind of the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, it couldn't have been more different. Um, oh. even from the very get go, uh, it's about a half an hour ride from the airport. Um, it's, it's in the capital. I was in the capital the entire time. I went to St. Paul's millennium uh, medical college there in Addis, uh, Addis Baba, And, it's um, much more advanced uh, than the laboratory that I was in in Uganda. It's staffed by, I think there's uh, about six or seven pathologists there, a very healthy residency program. And um, ASCP is helping support their goals to improve quality. And um yeah, and they were in the process of bringing in telepathology services and immunohistochemistry automated. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, because there was so many more trainees, um, I kind of just had the opportunity to fall in line with them and uh, learn from them. And, you know, of course, I saw a lot of um, similar diseases, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, many more cases of infectious disease related pathologies, um, both in Uganda and Ethiopia. But I worked, I, I just uh, made my goals to align with what ASCP was doing there. And um, that had a lot to do with uh, quality improvement projects. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I got to work with the leadership at the laboratory on a lot of those type of things. And so that was really exciting. Uh, we actually did uh, a mock inspection uh, and we went through those items. You know, we went through um, 
a lot of the SOPs and it it was just a really exciting time, you know, both for them, I think, and for me. I want to take a short break right here and introduce you to another podcast that I recommend. Hi, I'm Dr. Sabah Kadri. And I am Arshi. We are the hosts of the podcast called Computationally Yours. We are a weekly podcast series out every Tuesday, and our aim is to make science more accessible. We cover advanced topics in computational biology and everything biomedical and beyond. We cover a variety of episode formats ranging from origins of a field to scientific concepts and also interviews with experts in the field. The month of June is dedicated to the field of genomics and we plan to have a clinical diagnostic series coming up for the next month. So it's computationally yours out every Tuesday on all platforms. Thanks, people of pathology, for having us. And now back to the show. Do you think it was important that you had two different, two very different experiences as far as, you know, Ethiopia compared to Uganda? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I wish every lab was as well equipped and um, growing fast like what I saw in Ethiopia. But that's just not the reality. I think that there's this enormous spectrum of, you know, severely understaffed uh, cases like in Uganda. I I had, I think Drusilla Roberts actually mentioned that after Dr. Omo left, that lab um, was short, short of pathology for about a year. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But that's not an uncommon scenario. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I you know it's I think for my personal career wanting to work in global health that was very important to see and to understand um, kind of what I'm looking to tackle and take on and just understanding you know the real range of needs of laboratory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you're over at these places, did you have the opportunity to, you know, get out of the hospital, I guess, and, uh, you know, experience some of the culture and, and the people? Um, yeah, you know, a little bit, but um, I, because it was such a limited time in both places, mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of that uh, because I, I just wanted to make the most of it and learn as much as I possibly could. Okay. You know, and um, hopefully in the future, you know, I'll I'll have more time to spend there. Um, I hope to go back to both labs actually, and you know, see you know more sites or something. Um, but you know, just in everyday talking with people and um, sharing food and making friends. I mean, it's it's a it's a fantastic experience. Um, I'm still very much in contact and working with. Uh, the laboratory in Ethiopia actually just got an email this morning. So, you know, you just, when you make friends like that, they, they last forever. It's really, it's really fun. Uh uh Yeah. And you wrote about your trip to Ethiopia in the uh, ASCP lab blogatory. Um, Yeah. And and you're actually pretty involved with this blog. How, How did that start? How did you become involved with that? 
Uh, well, again, it's it's really based on ASCP's, you know, interest in Paxton and, and global health. And um, Kelly Swales, who uh, manages that blog, he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to write about global health-related things? I said, oh, this is perfect. I'm about to go to Ethiopia. Why don't I start when I get back? And um, so I, I wrote the first blog on the trip. And then I thought, you know, what do I want to accomplish with the rest of this, um, you know, time spent with the blog? And I thought, you know, let's just turn it into an interview series um, and expose more people to what others are doing in global health. And so uh, that was really fun. I did that actually for the course of a year. Okay. And so every month I had the opportunity to interview um, just a different pathologist or a different laboratory um, medicine personnel working in, you know, a global capacity and asking about their project. So it was a, it was really a wonderful experience. And I learned a lot from these people too. So that was great. Yeah. I'm finding that too. The more people that I interview, the more that I learn from them. And it's, it's often things that I didn't, uh, didn't expect. So that's, yeah, it's yeah, really fun. Yeah. Okay, and you mentioned earlier the Global Health Opportunities for Pathologists Wiki, um, and you wrote mm -hmm. about that in an article in the Pathologist Magazine. Uh, so mm -hmm. can you let's let's uh, talk about how that the Global Health Opportunities for Pathologists page how that came to be. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, this is a, this is an interesting story, and I hope actually any trainees might be listening because. They should all join Twitter <laughs> because oh, Twitter yes. is like the birthplace. I, com I completely agree. Have <laughs> so many good things. Uh, so basically, what had happened? I was actually at a global health conference, and I was like so geared up. Oh, I hope I meet a bunch of pathologists here. I don't know why I was thinking they they might be at this you know conference. <laughs> Turns out they weren't. Uh, <laughs> okay. But. Um, I'm at this conference and I'm, you know, trying to make contacts, meeting other doctors. Nobody's a pathologist. And I had heard um, that there was a pathology community on Twitter. So at the conference, I joined Twitter and I tweeted out my first tweet about global health. And then shortly thereafter, I actually went on the Uganda trip. So when um, you join Twitter, often... Uh, Dr. Jared Gardner will message newcomers to Twitter to welcome them and give them his introductory guide to, um, you know, Twitter, Twitter yeah. views. You, you know, he's just like a, a living saint um, for doing this and many other things. <laughs> and uh, he had messaged me and he said, what, you know, what do you want to go into? And I said, global health. And then I guess I had posted something from Uganda you know, a couple months later or something. And he said, well, that was quick. You're already involved. And we just got talking. Uh -huh. And he said, let me introduce you to Dan Milner. And then I ended up meeting him at ASCP. And I talked to Dr. Gardner and said, you know, I've learned so much in this process, creating this elective. Gee, I wish there was somewhere I could, you know, put this online. 
And he said, well, why don't you create a page on my pathology wiki? I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. And so that's how that started. Okay. How has that grown over the years? And what, what kind of feedback have you gotten from other uh, trainees that have uh, read the page? Yeah, you know, um, it's been really, really uh, a great experience. It started out with just me detailing my, um, you know, experience creating an elective to kind of becoming a resource page mm-hmm. um, for people that are interested. And then, actually, I, I just got an email uh, yesterday um, about a, tra- a trainee reached out to me about it, and I've had that every so often. And they're looking for opportunities. Um, and then, yet again, I talked to um, Dr. Gardner and also uh, Dr. Allison Hall and Dr. Sarah Zhang, who are also very um, global health interested in and work in global health. Mm-hmm. And we had decided to um, write a paper based on that idea, um, which we have published in archives. Which oh, we've yeah, had I've just, seen yeah, yeah, tremendous response from that, and it really reached a different uh, population. So, it's it's had a huge snowball effect, and it couldn't be more exciting. Okay, so it sounds like the, the it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. Yeah. Have you have you heard any stories from people who have from the advice they they read on your page and they've gone to other countries um and and come back have you heard any stories like that like you've inspired other people to do these things um not from the page but from the paper actually um okay two really neat things um northwell health uh read the paper and decided we need to be more involved with global health and they they uh reached out to me to tell me that which is really cool. Um, and then most recently, CAP has created a global health committee, and their first meeting was reviewing that article. Um, so that was just oh, wow. mind-blowing. Yeah, I, I'm just so happy to have contributed to something that's inspiring people. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I'm curious because, well, I'm I'm a PA, and I know other listeners, medical laboratory scientists and other positions in the lab. Are there, I know your page is just for pathologists, but are there opportunities for other lab personnel as well? Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, you know, if I could rename the page, I would say everyone involved in a lab in any capacity. <laughs> okay, so, so those resources um, resources are for for everyone. Yeah, you know, and let me give you um, an example. Uh, I actually got to interview um, a PA, uh, Nicole Baker. And um, again, small world, she ended up going to the same laboratory in Uganda. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think a year later. So I've never met her in person, but she... Is a is a PA. She has no background in computer science whatsoever. Okay, but she she goes there and she's given a task of can you help with the um you know the accessioning and the the you know rudimentary um, specimen 
tracking system that they had. When I was there, it was only paper. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that they were trying to get a laptop going. I'm not sure what the status of the project, but basically it was it was nothing. You know, no 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 electronic system whatsoever. Okay. But she somehow miraculously and quite impressively and in only a few weeks' time she contacts all the right people through her network, finds computer literate people to write a program, uh, a free program, to track the specimens and track the report and get this laboratory into an electronic uh, specimen tracking system with a turnaround time in in no time flat. I mean, wow. I just couldn't have been more impressed. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so it's it's just it's a great example because it it doesn't matter, you know, if you um, all you do is clean the floor <laughs> in a lab. If you know anything about laboratory uh, medicine, then you can volunteer in global health. Like it just the need is there, and you can apply your skill set. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. Like I said, I'll. I'll link to uh, your article in the Pathologist. I'll. I'll link to your uh, articles on ASCP's Liblogatory, the Global Health Opportunities for Pathologists page as well. Um, I want to finish with yeah. a bit of a um, philosophical question, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why is global health important? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And I think you could think about that from many different aspects. You know, for me and my motivation, it's just kind of been a fundamental belief that we're all equal and all patients, you know, as a physician, all patients matter. It doesn't matter if they're in my local city or in my country or in another country. I mean, a patient is a patient. And when, you know, I enjoy these access to resources that I deserved only by the lottery of my birthplace, I'm just compelled to, you know, share that, essentially. And so that's why I think global health is important to me. Um, But, you know, if you want to argue from a more objective standpoint, uh, I actually asked the same question to Dr. Dan Milner, and I thought his answer was just extremely well educated. I mean, he's he's you know a, a true global health global pathology expert, and um, you know he made the point that you know global health has a lot of impact on economies, and so when you look at Africa and so many emerging economies there, you know, and then you realize that the non-communicable diseases are affecting those economies at a disproportionate rate that we have, then you're talking about a global problem. You know, if there are people not, you know, young people dying of preventable diseases and cancers um, at an early age, and they're not contributing to the economy, you know, you're talking about such far-reaching problems, um, like even global health security, 
you know, look at this pandemic. You know, we need everybody to have adequate testing capacity and adequate treatment capacity to make the world a safer place and a more stable place. So, you know, I think that the more you give it thought um, and the more you really understand that we're all connected more than ever, then global health really should be a priority for anybody working in the medical field. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. Dr. Dana Ozzano, thank you very much for being here. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much. Big thanks to Dr. Dana Rosano. And like I said in the episode, I'll have links to all of the resources that she mentioned in the show notes. And if you know someone who might be interested in global health, definitely share this episode with them. And together, let's inspire the next generation of pathologists and laboratory professionals. You can follow this show on Twitter at People of Path. And make sure you subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. I'm a member and the CFO of the American Association of Pathologist Assistants. This show does not necessarily represent the views of the AAPA and receives no financial support from the AAPA. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the People of Pathology podcast. Mm-hmm.